Welcome to Trippin' Balls Podcast. Are you guys ready? Because I'm not even sure if I am, to be honest. But here we are, we're getting into it, and of course this is right when my cat decides to chime in. I guess uh, this is a good time to tell you all. Two cats and two dogs in this household. It gets pretty freaking rowdy. Anyway, so I think she's going to try to vie for my attention, but, well, you know, whatever it is what it is. Her nickname is Thundercat, because she's, uh, hefty. Is it, am I allowed to say that now? Hefty? Oh, oh, nice. Thud on the table, and there she is, people. And that's why we call her Thundercat. Quite loud. Her real name is Freya. Freya is a, uh, a Norris princess goddess of sorts. And, uh, you know, because kind of in my heritage a little bit of my blood comes you know more from the, the nordic region uh i'm white as you can now know you know viking blood white uh i guess you know that's a hot topic today so anyway uh so yeah tripping balls podcast welcome uh strong start in my opinion i mean what better way to start the show than uh, an appearance from thundercat the one and only thundercat and, uh, so yeah, uh, basically what this podcast is about is, uh, just my thoughts out loud. I just kind of want to talk things out, talk them through, give them a listen, uh, kind of hear where I'm at, always try to improve my thinking, my ways of thinking, my behavior, uh, the way I view the world, my perceptions, I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to, you know, I I, I want to be a father. Uh, I'm not yet, but uh, that is in the works. Uh, so um, bring it on, I guess, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just kind of wanting to, to work things out and benefit other people along the way because I'm sure I'm not the only one with these thoughts. And if I am, well, then shit. I mean, I... I Either way, I mean, I'm going to accomplish something for myself, for other people. I mean, who, who knows where this is going to go? I mean, really, I'm just on here, you know, to talk things out and to uh, share with others, you know, some alternative views. If you guys want to, you know, check it out or have other people listen or, you know, whatever. Uh, at some point, going to have other people on. But right now, you just got me. So hopefully, hopefully you guys can handle it. Anyway, I think a perfect topic to lead off with is social anxiety, something that is very prevalent, not only in my life, but a lot of other people's lives, I've noticed. Um, and as someone with, I don't want to say, you know, social anxiety, like, oh, it's it's my disease, it's my disability, it's a disorder. I don't think it's a disorder. It doesn't really cause a lot of harm, at least not in my life. I mean, it might cause harm in other people's lives, especially the more extreme forms of social anxiety. Uh, I don't think the way to go is to medicate. By the way, I'll just put that out there. I don't think medication is, you know, Western, you know, your modern just take a pill and shut up type stuff with anxiety. Um, I think I think there are a lot of other methods to to manage it. And as a person with social anxiety, I I can relate and and see it in other people, especially when I'm out in public and I 
and I, I see, you know, everyone people watches. I mean, ah, uh, love it. Who doesn't love to people watch? And watching someone kind of have a moment in public is slightly satisfying because I'm sure a lot of other people have watched me have my moments in public and I hope they get a kick out of it too because honestly at this point in my life when I was younger dealing with this it was fucking torture but now I have a little bit of a different spin on my anxiety especially in public you know I kind of I've learned to laugh at myself while I'm in the middle of this episode you know I think I think everyone can relate to to being at the front of a line and you get change and you're trying to put it back in your wallet and you just feel like everyone in line is just like come on you fucking idiot just put the fucking money in your wallet how difficult is it and uh and then you fumble or you know i've i dude i i have dropped my wallet in line twice in one interaction twice twice two times not once but twice I dropped my wallet in the front of the line. And at the time, uh, I, I, I was luckily at a time where I was able to laugh at myself right in the middle of it and, and really not give a damn about I think there were at least four people behind me just watching the whole thing. Because, I mean, of course. I mean, of course there had to be people behind me during this whole thing. The first drop, I will say, kind of got me. But uh, by the second, I, I just couldn't help but laugh because, I mean, honestly, come on. But I think it's a, uh, I think it's a worthwhile topic to kind of just get out there. And, you know, I mean, if you're dealing with it, uh, you're not alone. Uh, a lot of people deal with it and it comes in, in, in some subtle forms, too. I mean, it's not always just like, oh, I can't handle going out to this club. It's like, I can't handle going to this family event even nuclear family you know some people have a problem with that uh people that you grew up with even and it's it's normal and i don't think it should be normal i i think it's far too prevalent um anxiety is a normal function of the brain and the body like those responses are very natural and normal but to be socially ang anxious or just anxious all the time like many people are especially you know these days i'm not going to get too much into it but the anxiety is running rampant and i don't think it should be normal it is normal but it's not you, you know what i mean like i don't think for most of human history we were just a bunch of crazy motherfuckers running around with our heads cut off like fucking just crazy people just always worried about about something we're worried about the next the next day the next minute the next project the you know this job interview this the this this test the you know did i get into this university did i you know did i pay that bill you know did uh, am i going to be able to feed my family like you know these are these are real questions people are asking nowadays and i just i feel like the i don't want to say you know the system but it seems like we're we're in the society that's kind of geared towards creating an environment that would lead people to be anxious i don't think people's needs are being met and that's what causes anxiety is when something's wrong when your needs are not being met this isn't 
revolutionary. This isn't a new idea. These are just ideas that no one's really talking about. I mean, everyone is, is, I don't think they're looking in the right direction in terms of what is going to fix these anxiety problems that people are facing. And I mean, social anxiety is, you know, a, a real thing. And I think that is a part of it, but anxiety as a whole in people, however it manifests in their life, whether it be socially or just day to day when they're alone, or I mean, there's millions of other different anxieties that you can have. It comes into, like I said, it manifests in different forms, and it just points towards a, a broken society, a broken way of running our our cultures. Uh, right now we're being kind of set up like these production machines you know that's all you hear that's all you hear in social media in the news conversations with your friends it's all about the hustle it's all about the grind if you got one job why aren't you doing another job if you're doing this why aren't you doing this at the same time why it's it's insanity it's insanity. It's 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 we're just running in circles until we die. That's literally the system that we are living in right now. You run in circles until you die. It, it it not a lot of people are wanting to hear that, but I mean, you feel it. I know you feel it. I know I'm not the only one who feels that that you're just running in a circle doing work for someone else. You're not even most of the time you're not even doing work for yourself. Think about that. If you have a boss, you're not doing work for yourself. I mean, unless you absolutely love what you're doing, you're not doing work for yourself. You don't have to be running your own business to be working for yourself. Like I said, you could be, you know, working for Google, but if you love working for Google, then, you know, if you, if you, that, that floats your boat, if that makes you happy, then you're basically working for yourself. I mean, you're, you're doing work for yourself because you're doing something that you love. But anyway, uh, people, they're just not getting, they're not getting their needs met. They're not having enough time with their friends and family. They're not having enough time to think about life, to, you know, wonder what this is all about or what's going on, you know, behind the scenes where, you know, where's the, where's the man behind the curtain, you know, so to speak, where's, there, there's just no time for ourselves anymore. And, I feel like we're we're kind of seeing the repercussions from it to be honest. I uh we we are meant to be productive but not to the extent that we are trying to be. It's gotten out of hand. Like I said, we're being put out as just productive machines and everyone is just they're going for it, man. And it's like, why? Why? Why why spend your entire life doing that why wouldn't you want to spend your life doing things that you love and i there is room in life for discipline and challenges and not always taking the easy way and and yada yada but like damn th th there's a point where you have to take time for something that you love and you you can fall in love with discipline you can fall in love with challenges and and that's healthy but if you're always just trying to make money, if that's your goal in life is to make money, that is a very mm, limited life in my opinion. I feel like that's it's, it's limiting. I feel like you're missing out on so much more. Like, uh, 
you know, I, I, I have a, I have a cousin who literally wants to give up sports in order to make more money at his job. And, you know, that's, that's his reason, whether that's actually his reason, I don't know, but that's the reason he gave and that blew my mind, blew my mind that you're going to give up playing a sport to make more money for what you're in high school, high school. What are you doing, kid? And I mean, I'm sure he's not listening. I mean, I he doesn't even know about this, but crazy stuff when people are willing to sacrifice stuff in their life just to make a little bit more money. And I, I mean, it, it, it it's obviously a bigger issue than that, but I feel like if people weren't so focused on on comparing themselves to other and you know, feeling bad about not hustling. That's the other. That's the other. That's the other thing. When you see all these people, you know, on social media talking about their hustles and their jobs, it puts pressure on other people to be doing the same thing. And if they're not, then they start hating on themselves and feeling like shit. And I mean, like, I get it. I I I I, I get the social media stuff in some way. You know, you want to show off. It's it's kind of a normal behavior, kind of a normal thing. It's been around forever. People want to be showy and flashy. It's just another manifestation of that behavior. But it gets out of hand when people are just constantly comparing on there. I mean, whether it be fitness or life goals or relationship goals or money goals or car goals or house, or house goals, rather just it's crazy and it it, honestly it just propagates the anxiety already already there you know it just adds to it i mean how many people wake up in the morning and immediately scroll i know i do i know i'm guilty of it most mornings where i just wake up and it's like well let's see how the world is burning today like let's see what burned overnight let's see what what happened now and it just puts you in a shit mood a shit mood for the rest of your day. You're anxious because you wake up and what do you wake up to? A threat immediately. Immediately. It's like it's like waking up and 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 having a tiger just at the foot of your bed. And if you have a tiger at the edge of your bed, are you going to get up and just like hop out like, "Oh, good morning. Sun shining. What a beautiful day. Just going to go on with my morning as planned." Or are you going to lay your ass in bed? You're going to fucking sit still. You're not going to want to do anything because your only focus right now is that threat. That tiger at the foot of your bed just snarling. Not getting any closer. Just laying right there. Just looking right at you. Looking menacing as fuck. You're just going to lay in bed. You're going to mope. Oh, woe is me. The world is shit. The birds aren't chirping. The sun's not shining. And that's what it feels like. When you wake up. And there's that snarling tiger at the foot of your bed as you just scroll along in the news, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're getting your information from. I swear, these phones, just right there, right on your nightstand or wherever you keep your phone because it's probably in your room, probably right next to your bed, if not in your bed. I know mine is either on my nightstand or it's... I mean, a lot of times it ends up on my nightstand, which is right next to my bed. And 
I mean, that's typically the first thing I do. The first thing I do, I wake up and I scroll. That's why lately I've been trying to keep it out of the bedroom. You know, the the, you know, the, the whole thing with you know, TVs in the bedroom kind of kill the communication in a relationship, they say, right? So, I mean, kind of the same principle here with cell phones. I mean, it, you know, what, what are you doing in bed? You're scrolling, maybe? You know, instead of watching TV now? If you have it out of your... I, mean, I, I, I It happens all the time. It happens all the time where you're just scrolling along because it's just it's just right there and next thing you know when hours gone by i mean maybe uh, maybe not an hour but still a significant amount of time people spend on social media just scrolling and and uh, or any media source really just on our phones it's kind of crazy i think it just adds to our anxiety problems i mean before phones how often were you able to compare your life to other people you don't have to deal with that if you came face to face, or if they took the time to send you a phone call, or give you know give you a call, or send a text, or whatever. But we're saying pre-cell phone, pre-social media. So I mean, you'd have to deal with it in person. Now, you wake up and it's right there. You wake up and it's in your face. You have other people doing their thing, and it's just right there in your face. And I mean, some people can take that as motivation, but some people. It shuts them down. Or you wake up and you look at the news and, and you, you see the latest whatever bad news that they have to report because we all know fear and bad news sells as opposed to good news. So everyone's getting media that is literally slanted to prey upon your fears, your reptilian brain, that, that part that controls you know your survival mechanisms, your, your base emotions, you know your, your, your anger, your fear, your your fight or flight, you know, they're, they're really gearing towards that base brain and it's working. It's working. We're all feeling that anxiety. You might not be an anxious person, but you're feeling it for sure. For sure. And some amount of anxiety is good. Anxiety is good. It serves a great purpose. It gets things done. I mean, some people don't need anxiety to get something done, but others, it, it can be used as a great tool if, if you're anxious about something to get it done. But there is a healthy way to deal with it. It doesn't have to run you. It doesn't, you don't have to do something because it needs to be done. Because honestly, if, if you look at the big picture, and, and I know this is a very broad thing and I didn't really take you through these steps but honestly nothing in reality needs to be done if you want to get into that I mean where there's more of a Buddhist kind of line of thinking but nothing really needs to be done and anything that is done will always be done it, it was always going to be done so why be anxious about it why even worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's coming you know, it, 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 there's nothing you can do about it. It's a coming. Like a train, just, it's a coming. You can't stop it. So why worry about it? Why not just sit back and watch? And I mean, you can still get stuff done day to day, and you can still worry about preparing for tomorrow, but don't do it looking forward tomorrow, but maintaining that presence. And And I guess this is more of a way to a way to deal with your anxiety is just remaining present because if you are not present in the moment 
you're going to be anxious. There's there's very little. If you're truly present with yourself in this moment, with everything around you, truly present, there's very little to worry about, very little to be anxious about. If anything, typically nothing, unless there's an immediate threat. If there's a real tiger at the foot of your bed, that's something to worry about. Tigers will kill you. <laughs> in case you're wondering, tigers will eat you. And... Like right now, if I were to be truly present, there's there's just really nothing to worry about. There's nothing that is a threat. There's just there's, there's just me in a room talking into a microphone and a cat that has decided to join me. That's it. And a lot of our lives, if you're truly present, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing going on that is not that, that's an immediate threat. Typically, I don't find myself every day in a threatening situation. I don't know about all of you, but not me. I'm not in some active combat zone or any type of nothing, nothing. But we're in a world where it's very difficult to be present, to be where you are right now. And I mean, obviously, you have no other choice but to be where you are physically, but I mean mentally. Mentally be where you are, fully encaptured with what you're doing, with your moment, with, 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 with your activity. A lot of us are usually thinking about what happened five minutes ago, what's going to happen an hour from now, what's going to happen a week from now, what happened seven years ago, that one jerk that cut me off a week ago, oh, what I should have said in sixth grade to that bully, or, you know... Where am I going in 10 years? Where am I going to be working? When, you know, when am I going to be done with the, you know, whatever, you know, very, very seldom are we actually thinking about where we are right now. And it seems so simple, but I think that is the easiest way around any anxiety. If you're truly present, even if you're socially in your social situation, you are having a fit. You're, you're not having a good time. If you're truly present with what's happening, unless people are actively threatening you, very little to be anxious about. Honestly, what are they going to do? If you're a little weird, if you're a little off, what are they going to do? It's totally fine. They're just going to deal with your weirdness and and they're going to move on. I'm clearly a little odd, a little out there, a little weird. And people just deal with it because they have no other choice. I'm not a dick, not an asshole going out here just trying to ruin people's lives or their, you know, whatever, but, you know, I'm a little out there. And uh, that, I think, is added to my anxiety in terms of social situations because I know I'm a little out there. I'm a little eccentric, a little much for people. And it took a lot of time to learn that about myself, uh, that there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just I'm different than them and people typically don't like different and that that is that i don't blame them i'm not mad i'm not upset i don't take it personally anymore as a child of course i took it personally of course but i mean it takes 25 26 years of life to to figure that out i guess when you know you're finally fully developed and you're like hey i've been judged so many times i've been in so many situations where someone tried to put me down or try to make me feel dumb or whatever and 
it either backfired on them or it had no impact on my life whatsoever in that moment or going forth. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit in the moment, you know, but or maybe a little bit afterward, but not nearly the same way. Not nearly the same way. And I think a lot of it comes from just being present truly in that moment and and just kind of understanding everything that's going on i mean it's amazing how much detail how much more clarity you have when you are honestly in the present moment when you are fully here i mean ramdas used to you know always be here now and it's so it sounds so simple but it is so deep it is so true and 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 i'm finding this more and more but some of the simplest answers are the most true and the most complex even just be here now it sounds simple but it is so difficult it is so complicated it's so far out there to us it's foreign think about that you are physically here in the present moment but the idea of truly being in the present moment is foreign to many of us how many times has your mind drifted during this entire talk? I know mine has many times. How many times has it just drifted off? Outside. Oh, what was that noise? Oh, what, what, what did my mom say a little bit ago? Or, uh, you know, is that someone at the door? What did I, what I want for dinner? You know? Be here, and I, I, I swear your anxieties will melt away. It works. It's incredible. It's incredible. And underrated, and in uh, our society, or the way that we live our lives, it is almost impossible to do that. Because we're always thinking about the next thing, the future. You gotta have a five-year plan. You gotta have a ten-year plan. You gotta have a twenty-year plan. You have to plan for retirement. You have to plan for your funeral. You have to plan for... You have to plan for everything. Everything requires a plan nowadays. Crazy. You have 18-year-olds trying to plan their life. Do you guys remember? I don't, I don't know if you guys are old enough, but in high school. High school, you had to have a plan for your future. Boy, was that a load of fucking shit. How many times did your plans change? But yet, they still made you do it. They still made you go through it. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I don't know. I'm 16. I'm not even done developing. My brain isn't even done growing and... and and being ready for life. And you're asking me what I'm going to do for the next 10 years? Like, no. No kid knows. They're a kid. They're a child. They're busy developing. And then, when the kid finally decides where they're going to go for school, what they're going to do with their life, you stick them with insane amounts of student debt. And then, and then you give them jobs that don't help them pay off that student debt. And we're out here wondering, like, why are people losing their shit? Why are they so upset? Why are they so anxious all the time? Why are they always so worried? And it's because they can't pay off their fucking student loans, let alone pay their mortgage, their rent, their insurance, fucking taxes, anything, anything. And, 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 and we can't even get time for ourselves, guys. We can't even get time to breathe and be like what the fuck is going on because they you can't if you if you take time to ask what the fuck is going on you've already fallen behind in today's society 
you've already fallen behind. If you just take the, the a second just to be like, whoa, what are we doing? Boop. You took a step out of line, and there are no cutsies. No cutsies these days, guys. They, they took it serious in elementary school, and they take it serious in the adult world. Like, for real, I've actually seen grown adults get pissy if you try to, like, cut line. And it's like, whoa, buddy, you'll get your hot dog in a second. My buddy's right here, and it's just like, come on. Like, fuck off. Anyway. Crazy. And then we're like, oh, respect my anxiety. I just, I just have anxiety. I, uh, that really makes me uncomfortable. It makes me, uh, I, I just, I need to avoid that. Not a good way to deal with anxiety, guys. Avoiding affirms your anxiety. It literally affirms the problem. It's like, this is a problem. It makes me anxious. I'm going to avoid it. And now I feel better. But you never get over it. If you actually, like, took the time to go ahead and and do what is making you anxious i struggle with this guys i struggle with this all the time to put myself in situations that make me anxious luckily i have a very supportive wife that she can kind of tune into this and be like hey he's avoiding this because he's anxious and how we need to put him through it sometimes a little bit more forceful than need be but it's helpful to deal with these situations that make you anxious and it is helpful to be present guaranteed guaranteed two simple things and they've known this for thousands and thousands of years these are not new concepts at all look into it buddhism hinduism the vedas it's at the root of every religion these teaching guys it's 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 incredible and breathing Hell, I just I just heard some stuff today about breathing, about how effective it is. And and how you can change just, you know, vital signs and body chemistry. I mean, I knew that, but like it goes even further. There are people who have been able to keep themselves warm in freezing conditions without any type of real protective clothing just by breathing. Provable. These are civilizations that live in the mountains, right? In the Himalayas or the Himalayas. It is incredible what breathing will do, aside from just calming you down. It is the root of everything. Everything. The root of everything. Anxiety is natural, but not in the way that we think. It is normal, but not in the way that we think. It serves a very specific purpose. And like everything else in life, it is great in moderation. And so there are other ways, non-pharmaceutical ways that are far more effective and that have been in traditions as far back as we can even see. These breathing techniques these teachings about presence and this is something that i will love to get into in more episodes is is presence because it is incredible the power that it gives you and i don't mean superpowers but just the power in your life that being present gives you it is incredible 
and I, I hope to share that with you guys. I hope you guys stay tuned in. I hope this wasn't too much of a jumbled, uh, jumbled mess for you, but there's definitely more to come. I will be pumping out episodes as much as I possibly can. I can't say there's an exact set schedule, but if it's daily, every other day, weekly, who knows? But let's see, let's see where this goes, and uh, I'll, I'll catch you guys uh, next time.